It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. I'm Bill Hemmer. This is Hemmer Time. On Tuesday, I was at the White House with the president. I spoke one-on-one with President Trump about the virus pandemic and his administration's response to it. A big part of your job is to be an optimist. Right. Uh, You say that yourself. My life. How do you... How do you figure out what's the level of optimism that's appropriate for the moment on the medical side, health-wise? Well, look, we have to do what's right ultimately for the country and for the people. And it's not even a question of optimism or pessimism. We have to do what's right for our country. And, uh, you know, we have a very optimistic country, but this was a very sad thing that happened. It came from, you know, wherever it came from. We won't even get into that. But this was a terrible thing that happened to our country. And it's a terrible thing that happened to, I guess, 149 other countries. Think of it. I mean, 149 countries are affected by this. But our people are incredible. And the way they've handled it and what they've done and what they've gone through is, to me, it's, uh, it's really sort of shocking because... As we discussed, they want to go back. They want to go back to their restaurants and they want to go back to their places where they work. They want to, This is our country. It was built on that whole concept. I never realized how much, but they want to get it back. But we have a great country and our people are just truly amazing people. You have, I've been with you for a few hours. You've called this the Chinese virus. You did not use that today. Well, Why look, not? I have a very good relationship with President Xi. And they went through a lot. You know, some people say other things. They went through a lot. They lost thousands of people. They've been through hell. And I've always said, you know, whether it's Ebola or uh, so many, I I could name 10 of them. Uh, You you take our wonderful place in Connecticut. I'm sure they're not thrilled about the Lyme disease, right? But they do name it after places. It came from China. So you don't regret that language, clearly? I don't regret it, but, you know, they accused us uh, of having done it through our soldiers. They said our soldiers did it on purpose. What kind of a thing is that? And that was their paper. That was a paper that's an organ for uh, pretty much the top people. And I didn't like that. So uh, I think, look, everyone knows it came out of China. But I decided we shouldn't make any more of a big deal out of it. I think I've made a big deal. I think people understand it. So you, but that, you that, all began, have, that all began when they said our soldiers started it. Our soldiers had nothing to do with it. So you t- you've pulled back from that today. And we'll, we'll, we'll see how that goes over time. Domestically, the Illinois governor had some harsh words for you. It appears to have patched up over the past 24, 36 hours, based on the amount of protective gear they were getting or not. Uh, the Democratic Just governor from... We're there to help them. They have to get that gear themselves. We're there to help them. If they don't have, like with Governor Cuomo, he had a chance to order 16,000 ventilators two years ago, and he turned it down. He turned down the chance. Now, he can't be blaming us, but we're there to help them. When we build these hospitals and what we're doing for New York and what we're doing for California, I'll tell you, Gavin Newsom has been very, very gracious. And we, you know, we've gone at it over the forest fires, over the different things. We've had our disputes, but Gavin Newsom gets what we're doing. We're sending the ship. We're doing one for New York also. It's going to head out in about three weeks. It's being finished up and loaded up, and it's a great thing for New York. But 
they shouldn't be hitting us. The fact is, we've done a lot. We, we're, what we're what doing, about the Michigan governor? Just yesterday, she was saying, you know, we we can get through the next shift. We can't get through the next day. What do you say to Governor well, Gretchen? They're Whitmer? supposed to be buying this stuff over years. Their staff, they're supposed to. Look, in all fairness to her, nobody ever thought a thing like this could happen. Well, you're talking about millions of masks and you're talking about all of the things you're talking about. But we're there to help them. We're not there to be their enemy, and they ought to treat us that way. We've done an incredible job. Now, I have to say, you mentioned two, but for the most part, they were at the call the other day, two days ago, three days ago. I had all of the governors just about. Uh, they were on the phone, 50 governors. And you saw that call. It was a very friendly call. I mean, they were really thankful for the job we've done. We've done a great job, and we've done a great job on testing, too. But we inherited a mess. We inherited a broken system that was okay. In all fairness to broken, it, it was it was okay for a very small event. But that was it. It was a broken system, essentially. Let's pause right there. More Hammer Time after this. Uh, let's come to today now. We'll take a little walk here on the colonnade. What is your level of optimism with regard to a $2 trillion package that may or may not pass in Congress, and how important is it? Well, I'll say this. It's very important because we want to get our economy back. I think if it passes, we can be pretty quickly up to where we were. And it actually gives us uh, a step and a stepping stone. I, I think we're going to ultimately top where we were. But the longer it takes, the longer we stay out, the harder that is to do. How much reservation do you have in spending $2 trillion? Well, it's not really spending because a lot of it, a lot of it is helping companies. It's going to be loans to these great companies that all of a sudden, for the first time in years, needed loans because of this tragedy, because of what happened. You know, the unseen enemy or whatever you want to say, silent enemy, you can call it a lot of different things. But these are companies that are great companies that employ tens of thousands, in some cases, hundreds of thousands of people. We got to keep them in business. But what's going to happen is they're going to pay that back and they're going to pay it back with maybe stock in the company for the stock for the shareholders and for the, you know, for various. We're going to get stock for the people of our country, for the taxpayers of our country. They're going to end up making a great deal. Jill Manchin of the Democratic Senators is saying it's loaded for corporations. It's loaded to save corporations. I mean, maybe he was a businessman, maybe he wasn't, I don't know. But it's loaded to save corporations. Does Joe Manchin want all of these or many of these companies to go out of business? We'll have an unemployment rate the likes of which nobody's ever seen before. We have to save these companies. These are companies that weren't in trouble three weeks ago, and now they're in trouble because of what happened. These are great companies. They're, you know, they're in some cases, AAA companies. And we also, then we can go to another extreme, Boeing, which never had a problem in the history of their company virtually. It was like the perfect company. Then a year ago, you know the problem they had, and it was how in much, trouble, and this money, exacerbated how it. How much money would you give Boeing? Well, they're going to need a certain, they're going to come up with a request, and uh, it's going to be uh, really small compared to the numbers we're talking about. It's going to be a small amount of money, but... We're not letting Boeing go out of business. But you know? Boeing's not the only one. No, no, but you have So others. many others sure. will, will line up. And, and you have to help them temporarily. It's not going to be a, a long time. Temporarily. And they're going to pay interest, and they're going to probably give stock in their company to the to the people of our country, to the taxpayers of our country, to the citizens of our, of our country. And it's going to be great. But we have to keep them in business. We can't lose these companies. If we lose... A company that employs 100,000, 150,000 people, when we could have given them what they sometimes call a bridge loan, but basically a loan, 
it doesn't make sense. So it's a very important thing. And it's great for the citizens of our country. During our town hall today, you threw out a date where you think America can be working again. And that's Easter Sunday. That's 19 days from now. How did you come up with that day? Well, it's 19 days, but add another seven because we've been doing this now for seven. So that's from the time we heard about it. Seven and nine. From the time we, yes, from the time we we close it up. So you could add seven to nine. Uh, Look, Easter's a very special day for me. And I see it's sort of in that timeline that I'm thinking about. And I say, wouldn't it be great to have all of the churches full? You know, the churches aren't allowed essentially to have much of a congregation there. And most of them, I watched on Sunday online. And he was terrific, by the way. But online is never going to be like being there. So I think Easter Sunday, and you'll have packed churches all over our country. I think it would be a beautiful time. And it's just about the timeline that I think is right. It gives us more chance to work on what we're doing. And I'm not sure that's going to be the day, but I would love to aim it right at Easter Sunday. So we're open for church service and services generally on Easter Sunday. That would be a beautiful thing. Thank you for your time. Thank you very much. I'm Bill Hemmer. This is Hemmer Time. The Will Cain Show is now dropping five episodes a week. Join Fox and Friends weekend host Will Cain as he tackles the latest headlines from his unique perspective, along with thought-provoking interviews with leading figures and live calls from viewers and listeners. Listen wherever you download your favorite podcasts.